This is what it looked like yesterday afternoon down in Homestead. Hundreds of citizens expressing sympathy for the migrant children and opposition to the Trump administration policy that uh, was put into place. They want those kids reunited with their parents as soon as possible. Some in our community are on the front lines of advocating for the children who were brought here. Cheryl Little is the executive director of Immigrants for uh, Americans for Immigrant Justice, a nonprofit that for years has provided free legal services for migrants and now is providing lawyers for those unaccompan unaccompanied migrant children. Dr. Judy Schechter is chair of pediatrics at the UM Medical School and chief of service at Holtz Children's Hospital. She sent out a letter this week urging colleagues in the medical community to protest the family separation policy and quick reunification of the children with their parents. So great to have you we both here. Very happy that you were here, yeah. Dr. Schechter, Ms. Little, and let me just say full disclosure, I am a supporter of AIJ and I have even written a modest check to support your work, which uh, I really support and uh, think is great. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Dr. Schechter, let me begin by asking you, give us an assessment of the emotional, psychological damage that is being done to these children, particularly the young children who are separated from their parents. Well, of course, for these children, I can't exactly comment because none of us have been there and right. spoken and, to And them. even if you were, you wouldn't be able to comment specifically. That's what Under I understand. Understood. Understood. Um, yeah. but we know that family separation is very damaging to children. We know that from 40, 50, 60 years of research. Right. We know that from the um, often cited ACE or um, adverse childhood event studies. And so the harm that this can do to health, both near and long term, including cardiovascular disease, cancer, early death, is profound, as is the stunting to a child's development, the behavioral outcomes they have, the mental health issues that they will have with anxiety and depression, mm -hmm. um, and, and the possibility, particularly for how the, what these kids have been through previously for post-traumatic stress disorder and triggering those events. And there would be a, a time factor in that too. Wouldn't, wouldn't that make sense if a child is, the longer they're separated and the and sort of the circumstances by which they're separated all play into that. Yes, and we don't know how long. We've, I mean, I've heard certain reports of kids that were separated from their moms in May um, and are only, you know, just a couple of whom have been reunited. We have no idea how long this would be. So the longer that is, the, the questions that aren't answered for these children, who has more resilience and who doesn't, whether from their life circumstance beforehand, the younger children, it, this is very yeah. harmful. Yeah, uh, Cheryl Little, you and your attorneys at AIJ have been going for years, you know, into various shelters where uh, migrants are held and now you are designated to represent some of these unaccompanied minors. How hard is that? Huh. Well, can I just start by talking about why these kids flee and why their parents of are course. fleeing? Okay. So Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras are among some of the most dangerous countries in the world. Um, these vicious gangs, these drug cartels act with impunity. Um, people have nowhere to go for protection. Um, in those three countries, homicides are at record numbers, okay? Uh, boys are told, you know, join gangs or pay with your life. Uh, young girls are raped. Uh, kids see dead bodies on their way to school. A lot of kids are afraid to go to school because the gangs are waiting to recruit them. Right. It's terrible. Parents, you know, um, old, older, older folks, uh, they have had brothers, fathers, 
you know, lots of family members killed. Um, and these and are firsthand stories. That these you, are firsthand stories, okay? These people know, most of them, how dangerous a journey they're about to undertake. They do it anyway because in a many, many cases, they think it's the only way to really re remain safe and save the yeah. lives of the, their lives and the lives of the kids. tremendous risks uh, coming here from Central America across, you know, mm -hmm. uh, all the way up through Mexico. It's an incredibly dangerous voyage. There's no question about that. And, you know, when I hear certain officials in Washington talking about how it's the gang members from MS-13 coming in, no. These kids, and they're, they're fleeing the MS-13 gang members who are trying to recruit them and who have threatened to kill them if they're not recruited. Uh, there was a program um, uh, under Obama at one point. It was a very flawed program. We complained about it. Um, but it enabled certain children to apply for refugee status while in their home countries. And mm. Trump has ended that program. All right. Hold your thoughts for a minute. We'll be taking a break, and we'll be right back.
South Florida's medical community got a letter from you, Judy Schechter, about what was, it was early too, it was Monday, we just learned about all of this, about um, a kind of a call to action. What kind of action are you not seeing? What can the medical community do without being invited, being invited by the administration into the shelters for advice? You know, I think pediatricians take very seriously their role as advocates for children. And we know that this is harming their health, their mental health, their learning, their concentration, their memory. And so there's a lot we can do, and I think we feel responsible for that. So the response to my letter was people calling up and writing to their Congress people, going out to the rally at Homestead, um, getting involved with um, advocacy for these kids and talking to others about the harmful effects that we know are, they're at risk for. All about the kids. Uh, Cheryl, this zero tolerance policy means, according to the Attorney General, that everyone who is caught trying to illegally enter the country, not going to a port of entry, is going to be prosecuted, but the system you know, really just can't accommodate all those uh, cases, can it? Listen, first of all, this was a well thought out plan to punish families for daring to exercise their legal rights to, uh, to apply for you know, relief here in this country, okay? Mm. Let's be very clear about that. When, 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 when these families are being, when these parents are being criminally charged, okay, <laughs> the punish punishment should never be, and by the way, part of this punishment, we're taking your child away. You may never see your child again. What the heck? This is the United States of America. This is a misdemeanor. Most of these parents are being released within a matter of days pleading guilty. The public defenders have complained, judges have complained. This is so, they, so ridiculous. They plead guilty and then they are deported, are they not? No, they plead guilty and, you know, if they pass a credible fear interview, um, then, but then they're in the immigration system, okay? Uh, so they're, they're here seeking legal relief. They're here seeking... Well, those who apply for asylum. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. those who apply for asylum, yes. Right. So there is, um, this zero tolerance policy sets up the separation. I know there has been, part of the problem is there's been members of the administration giving various and different reasons and mm -hmm. comments and, and so who, who knows. But there, there is part of the law parents and or adults and children cannot be detained together. That's part of the law. And so having a zero tolerance set up this sort of consequence. So now that, and, and I'm still trying to digest as we're talking this new news from uh, DHS about uh, servicing people at Port Isabel. All of a sudden now they have a servicing center where reunifications will take place. Has anybody heard any detail or no details medical about how or that legal? will happen? Um, are these children, the th a three-month-old, an eight-year-old, are they able to? An eight-year-old has been kept for a year. How do they find their family again? Do you right. know the, the tracking? I mean, DHS tracks look, packages every step let, of the way. Let me summarize <laughs> what what attorneys all across the country and, and other folks trying to help these kids reunite with their families have been experiencing utter chaos. Far too many questions and far too few answers. Um, uh, given this administration's track record uh, on what's happened so far, it's very difficult to have a lot of faith 
that there's going to be a smooth, efficient process moving forward that's going to quickly reunite right. these it's families. It's kind of a, a, a sad point in which to end, but we're out of time. Uh, Cheryl Little from AI Justice. Thank you, Dr. Judy Schenker. Thank you. Always God's children, great. no matter where they come from. Great to have you both. Well thank said. you for your insights.